Just a Spoonful, the podcast that is young and fully sick. Yep. (laughs) Everyone you hear speaking on this podcast is living with a chronic illness and or disability, including me, your host, Caitlin Plyley. Hello, I'm back. We had a bit of a break. It has been a few months since our last episode. I'm afraid that my ME-CFS symptoms got the better of me for a while there, and it's just been a crazy year. Like, is it just me or is 2015 half over already what I don't know I'm angry about it um anyway so I had to take a bit of an unexpected hiatus but we're back now and I'm still here talking to other young people with disability about how we live and what we live for how am I living well thanks for asking by the way um I'm actually a bit excited at the moment because I'm directing a play for the Anywhere Theatre Festival in Brisbane. Um, this is the first play that I have directed um, outside of, you know, like high school drama. Um, so I'm pretty excited about it. And the script was written by a friend of mine, Rebecca Cheers, who is the editor of Wolf Packazine and is a really good writer. And it's an awesome script, like just so good. And the show is going to be performed by one woman, Ellie Ackerman, who is also really great and really funny, and it's going to be great. You should come. Oh, God, please come. <laughs> is this good promo? Um, it opens on 8th of May and it closes on the 24th of May, and we're doing nine shows. So you've got lots of opportunities to come if you're in Brisbane. Uh, if you're not in Brisbane, um, maybe buy tickets anyway. <laughs> please buy tickets. <laughs> I'll put more information on the Tumblr and everything. Um, just a spoonful podcast.tumblr.com. Um, my guest this month uh, is Amy Dallas, who I'm really excited to have on the show. Amy is the founder and CEO of Chronic Youth, a Brisbane fashion label that she launched in September last year. And she has since featured at uh, Brisbane's Raw Artists exhibition, which is really cool. Uh, Amy creates t-shirt designs featuring things like pill boxes, sugar skulls, and catchphrases like fuck the pain away, uh, which is uh, my personal favorite. Amy herself lives with chronic pain as a result of d- degenerative disc disease, which I promised myself I wasn't going to stuff up on, and then I kind of did anyway. It's hard to say. Uh, and she talks to me about how having what I'm going to call DDD has influenced everything from her career choices to even what she wears and how she thinks about life. Uh, Really interesting chat. And another cool thing about Chronic Youth is that for each t-shirt sold, Amy donates $1 to Pain Australia, which is a not-for-profit that advocates for all Australians living with chronic pain, which is a lot of people. I was actually quite surprised. Amy has a candid, no self-pity way of talking about her condition and a really easy laugh, uh, which just makes her just so much fun to talk to, even when she's talking about some pretty tough times that she's been through. And I think we chatted for like half an hour before we even turned the mics on and then for like half an hour later, after, like after we finished. So obviously I like talking to her. She's pretty great. Um, before we turn the mics on, she was asking me... Uh, if I live, like if I live out of home, knowing she knows that I have myalgic encephalomyelitis, MECFS, seeds, CFIDS, I don't know what they're calling it now. I have the thing that makes me sick. Um, and she was asking if I live out of home. And so we started off chatting about that. So here's Amy Dallas. Now join the choir, join the choir,
it. So you wanted to know if I live out of home. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. you live with your mom and your sister? And my dad. And your yeah. dad. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, I live out of home because uh, my, well, I mean, for a few reasons, but my family lives, I'm from WA. So like oh, sure. my parents are in WA. Yeah. Um, and uh, I'm on my own. Well, I live with housemates, but like, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they're great. Um, yeah. If they're listening, hi, Ryan. Hi, Clancy. <laughs> um, but I <laughs> love you. Um, <laughs> thanks for listening. <laughs> kitchen better be clean when you get home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, no. It's totally my mess in the kitchen. Sorry about the kitchen. <laughs> um, no, that's the one thing, though, is like living out of home. Uh, like I have done since the last time I was diagnosed I was I was diagnosed again like it came back when I was 23 um mm. and I just finished uni so I was like I'm moving out of home like yeah. I don't want to like I just I want to be independent and free and stuff and yeah. um yeah I've been doing it out of home since then oh, um that's awesome. it, it's good it's good like it's good it makes me feel like um like, it makes me feel more like a real person. Yeah. Uh, not that, like, living at home makes you not a real person, but just yeah. as, as as independent as I can be makes yeah. me feel better. Yeah. But it's also very hard because, like, it's hard to keep on, on top of um, all the cleaning. Yeah. And also, like, yep. constantly cooking for yourself. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's, that's probably <laughs> one of the hardest things is, like, feeding myself. Yeah. I'm just, like... Because if, yeah. if I, you know, to eat, I usually have to go and, like, I have to get up. And I've got to go and go to the fridge. What's yeah. there? Make something. That creates yeah. dishes that I have to wash. Yeah. I have to eat it. That takes energy. Yeah. And I usually have to like lay down for half an hour <laughs> after I eat. Do you have a yeah. similar experience? Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty lucky because dad cooks pretty much every night because he wants his steak done a certain way. So, <laughs> And yeah, we're all pretty lazy, so it works for us. That's but, awesome. Yeah. And I don't think about dinner until dinner time. So, yeah. 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 I'd, if it wasn't for him, I'd be like, ah, oh, shit. Um, okay, haven't bought anything. And, like, yeah, because you need to eat healthy to, like, maintain energy and everything. So, yeah. It's, yeah. It's a bit of yeah, it, work. Yeah, it's a lot of work. <laughs> and, like, eating healthy is actually... I, like I think it's like for me I'm just trying to build good habits so that it doesn't mm. feel like as much work yeah true um yeah. like I'm trying to plan meals and like cook ahead and freeze yeah, that's good. all yeah. this stuff that <laughs> <laughs> I feel like at a, as a 28 year old I should be I should know how to do already yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> but it's just oh, yeah. been so many years of just getting by every week that yeah. I'm like oh fine take out yep yeah do it yeah because I need to eat and, yep. I need, and I need something that's not toast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it was weird. When I lived out of home when I was, like, 19, like, I was just all over the cooking and healthy eating. and Wow. Um, yeah, and I was fine. <laughs> and then it all went downhill. <laughs> and now I'm like, ah, you know, I'm not doing any of that stuff. So, yeah, it's really weird. Uh, when did you get diagnosed with degenerative um, disc disease? So it started when I was like 21 and a half. Oh, shit. So, yeah, so I'd moved back home by then and was sort of hadn't – I'd taken a break from uni and was sort of trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And, um, yeah, when I look back, I'm like, yeah, I was actually like pretty depressed and stressed and – 
not really enjoying life like I wasn't yeah. sort of taking the time to actually enjoy things I was more about like just thinking of things I should be doing and yeah um, yeah yeah I had a similar <laughs> I think I had a similar experience at uni where I got out of it I like I graduated and then I, I, I sort of incrementally realized how depressed I was yeah. you know how you've just yeah. it like it sneaks up on you and you're so yeah. busy putting your head down and working yeah and the next thing you know you can't get out of bed and you're like mm. when did it get to this point yeah yeah um it's so hard yeah like you just I don't know kind of put yourself into just constant work mode and just keep going and yeah and yeah. then yeah once you stop you're like hang on what am I doing <laughs> that's it yeah. like and uh like for me that kind of coincided with uh the onset of chronic fatigue syndrome did that sort yeah. of did the pain start to maybe make you take stock a bit um yeah like at the time I was working at a after school care and oh, cool. I was like I was really enjoying it um but didn't really want to be a teacher because my mum was a teacher and I just saw how stressful it was yeah. but I was just happy just to be doing that like didn't know what I was going to do next or anything um and then yeah just the pain started one weekend and I was like oh it must be from lifting all the tables at the after school care so I was there's like, so okay. much table lifting involved I used to yeah. work in after school care oh yeah just oh, those okay. horrible big tables that you've got to fold up those big metal legs yeah and stack yeah them. yeah yeah I'm like this no one tells you about that no no (laughs) and yeah I was like I don't know if I was lifting it incorrectly or just you know they're just like quick move this you're like okay (laughs) don't think about it no because especially when you're like 20 21 yeah you don't think I better be careful of my back yeah yeah I mean you know you try and take care of yourself but yeah no you you feel so strong and well I mean if you're lucky uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you're supposed to yeah. <laughs> you're supposed to feel strong and energetic yeah but <laughs> oh yeah yeah no like because I worked at the coffee club before that and you just spend like eight hours a day like walking back and forth yeah and yeah so I was like yeah I have heaps of energy and I'm indestructible so <laughs> um but yeah and then then one weekend I was just like couldn't get out of bed and I was like oh what's wrong um so then I was like okay I better stop doing the lifting so I told them yeah I can't keep doing that and then um then I changed to another job because they said you've got to be studying teaching to keep working at after school care some rule they brought in yeah Yeah. so I was like okay time to change um then I just did some promo work and yeah that stuffed me up because I had to lift this awkward plastic table contraption in and out of the boot of the car <laughs> we we have the same story oh, wow. I, I i went from hospitality to child care to after school child yeah. care to promotional oh work gosh. where i had to set up the big plastic table in yeah. the woolies deli section yes. <laughs> yeah. and like hand out sausage samples oh, i did yogurt <laughs> oh, yeah. oh i love that like yeah i was the yogurt girl <laughs> We were from different worlds, oh, you and me, so Amy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not the same thing. <laughs> Let oh. me tell you, the sausage game. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. So you had to cook the sausages. 
or yeah, Yes, I had oh. a microwave. I'd have to oh. put a microwave on top of the plastic table. Oh, yeah. And um, cook these wieners. <laughs> um, oh, and like if people didn't eat them within, a, within like a few minutes, then oh. you had to throw them out. Oh, and true. I would eat some. Oh, Shh. nice. <laughs> yeah. I don't have that job anymore, so I can say that. Uh, yeah, I would totally eat them. I was like, I don't want this yogurt. <laughs> it's amazing. You take it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's so great. Buy it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so did you, so you went into promotion and then you yeah. were still having like back pain, yeah. joint pain. So when I, um, one day when I did a shift and I like awkwardly picked the table up from the boot of the car into a trolley and then did the same thing at the end of the shift, um, then it must have been like the next day or something. I was in so much pain and <sighs> just like kept. I got. I remember getting up and went and lay on my sister's bed because I was like, maybe it's the bed. Yeah. <laughs> and then couldn't get comfortable and I was like, oh, something's not right. And then yeah, I just ended up crying. And then my dad's like, okay, well let's go to the doctor. And mm. it was a Saturday, so there was only this shitty medical center open <laughs> and yeah yeah we went there and this woman's just like well what have you been doing <laughs> and like you know sort of gave me a examination and was like well, I can't see anything and she's like well you better stop doing that job and I was uh. just like okay and I was just like bawling my eyes out which I don't normally do and I was like okay that's like there's a problem here like it's not just because you know I've you know hurt my muscles or something or been going too hard at the gym or something like there's something wrong yeah and she's like well take some voltaren and yeah stop that job and i was like oh, okay yeah it's my fault yeah yeah <laughs> like, yeah uh, i chose the wrong job <laughs> yeah and now my back is broken like that's, <laughs> yeah that's not like yeah because of occupational health and safety that's not that likely yeah like, yeah <laughs> yeah like most jobs yeah. are making sure that their employees don't have mm disc problems yeah. you know it's kind of a thing yeah they're not gonna tell you to do a job that might break your back like <laughs> yeah yeah and also yeah. you're smart enough to yeah. like not yeah no it's it's so yeah. annoying when especially people in the medical profession just um they act as if like this is something that mm. I have a real issue with and people act as if they've just heard about what you're going through mm. and they've got the answer just yeah. like that yeah it's that yeah. simple whereas yeah. like you who have like been living with it every day um can't have possibly come up with this amazing simple solution yeah. that will solve everything that yeah. was change your job yeah it's yeah. like oh really yeah yeah <laughs> so I glad that, that you were here yeah <laughs> thank uh. you you're a genius yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. did you have to go through a few doctors um yeah so like a lot of it's a bit of a blur but yeah, yeah. i stopped <laughs> Um, I stopped doing the promo work and then I think um, yeah it mustn't have been painful all the time it would just sort of come and go because then I tried to oh yeah I saw a few doctors actually I went and got chiropractic treatment and yeah. then he sent me for x-rays and it the x-rays didn't really show anything hmm. um, and then um, I think a year or two, actually it must have been a year later, um, I got into a pain management program because my sister knew someone that had done a pain management program hmm. and she was like, oh, maybe you should try this. My friend had problems with her back and I was like, oh, okay. 
because um, yeah when I was going I was going like every week to my GP and she was just you know giving me painkillers and just sort of acting like I was a bit dramatic and yeah. I was like oh fuck you yeah so yeah and I sort of thought oh maybe if I keep coming back you'll like get the point and realize that I'm not like just paying money to hang out with you it's like, actually a problem like, maybe she was just really flattered yeah yeah Amy's my best friend yeah she just sees me I as mean, a second mother yeah. like she was my mom's age so I was like god why won't you take me seriously yeah so, yeah yeah mm. oh that um, whole oh you're being dramatic thing it's the yeah. worst with a, a, a quote unquote invisible illness Mm, where yeah. people can't see a difference in you. Yeah, yeah. So they're like, it's yeah. not a real thing. Yeah. She's and probably overreacting. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, yeah, it's um, really annoying when, like, your family and the people that see you every day are like, no, there's obviously something wrong. Like, yeah. because, you know, she doesn't normally act like this or, you know. But, yeah, it's hard to sort of communicate that to doctors and stuff because when they, you know do x-rays and things and there's nothing wrong they're like well what do you want me to say like there's nothing there yeah so I've been really lucky I've found a few GPs who have just been so understanding and immediately been like um they just like just trust me they just trust that I like am not lying about my symptoms that I know my body and yeah it's it's such a relief because it's always I find it nerve-wracking when I go to a new GP because I'm always like what are they going to say yeah when I tell them when I say chronic fatigue syndrome, are they going to laugh at me? Yeah, you know? yeah. Be yeah. like, oh, you're just tired. Or, yeah, I'll yeah. just get more sleep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we um. were talking about that before. Like, <laughs> like, uh, like how I was talking about how, like, I'm afraid, I'm always afraid to tell people, because I didn't sleep much last night because I had insomnia, and I'm always afraid to pe- tell people I've got insomnia because I don't want to hear the, oh, that's it, you should just get more <laughs> sleep. And yeah. It's like, no. <laughs> I've um, tried. <laughs> yeah. Trust me, I've tried that. <laughs> Sleep was the first thing I tried. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's part of the problem. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. I, I have found a good GP now, so. Oh, that's great. Good. Yeah. She's it's really good. It's really important. Yeah. Um, were you always into fashion? How long have you been um, into fashion? Yeah, I've always been really interested in it. Like, um, my dad, actually, when I went to, like, the uni open day in high school, he's like... I was, I, yeah, I went to like the advertising lectures and like, you know, heard all about the courses. And dad's like, why don't we go to the fashion, you know, lecture? And I was like, oh, okay. So, yeah, we went there. And because he's like, you know, you're always doing things with clothes. Because, like, with three siblings, we never got much pocket money. So, right. I was like, oh, I really want that shirt in City Beach, but it's like $60. And, <laughs> um, <laughs> City Beach is a scam. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And that was, like, all we had back then. Like, we didn't have all this, like... I think we had Valley Girl, but that was about it for the, like, cheap stuff. I remember when Valley Girl opened. Like, that. I feel... Sometimes I feel like that... Like, things I say like that age me. But but I I remember it was so exciting. And, like, I remember Cotton On opening. And all of a sudden there were these, like, cheap sort of... Cotton On used to be a bit different. Like, it it was about cheap basics in lots yeah. of different colors yeah. um and not like now there's like it's all like there's heaps of lacy stuff and i'm like oh, i don't know i haven't been there for a it's while. changed cotton on has changed <laughs> um <laughs> but yeah i remember when all of a sudden all these these sort of cheap clothing shops started to open up near me i don't know if they'd always been 
everywhere else but uh yeah. it was fantastic yeah yeah like, i can afford a new top yeah supre actually opened up when i was in high school yeah yeah mm. oh god yeah. get a boob tube for five dollars yes <laughs> oh my god i was all about the boob tubes for a while yeah. there they were yeah. just like they went with everything all the remember yeah. remember all the layering like you would get yeah. lots of thin tops and you would layer them yeah so you could always cover like your bum crack when you bent over yes because yeah. bums do jeans were yeah. in so you'd have to buy really long clingy tops mm. to cover up your bum crack yeah yeah i don't <laughs> i don't even <laughs> what do you think about the bumster because i was thinking about this yesterday i tried yeah. on some old jeans someone's old jeans and they 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 were um from like 10 or 15 years ago so they were bumster jeans yeah and i was just like no (laughs) like i remember why i didn't like these is it's so uncomfortable i'm constantly worried about my muffin top yeah you know and i don't really have much of a muffin top and that's how bad those jeans are but like what do you think as a as a fashion expert (laughs) as a resident fashion expert (laughs) i don't know if i'd say that (laughs) I don't know, um, like, out of the two of us, you're the one with a fashion <laughs> label, so <laughs> I'm going to listen yeah. to you. <laughs> okay, well, um, <laughs> um, yeah, I do find, like, I know I generally prefer the high-waisted, like, it looks flattering, um, but then sometimes, um, like, I got rid of, like, three pairs of high-waisted jeans because they were just, like, just the pressure on my back. I was like, yeah. oh, this is so uncomfortable, like, when I've got, you know, a bad pain day. So I was like, nah, not even going to bother with them. I actually, yeah, when I got rid of my high-waisted jeans, I brought in jeggings into my wardrobe. <laughs> okay, <laughs> can we talk about jeggings? I believe yes. jeggings are a feminist issue. Oh, I really? love jeggings. <laughs> yeah. But you know some, how, like, people are like, I will, yeah. I will hear women say, oh, like I'll say I'll I'll speak up in defense of like wearing leggings as pants or jeggings or whatever. Yeah. And for those listening, jean leggings, they're leggings that look like jeans. Yeah. It, yeah. It's the best invention in my yeah. opinion. But I've yeah. heard women say, and I say, like, oh, I think they're great, and they'll go, oh, oh yeah. I mean, like for you because you're yeah. skinny, but like yeah. some women shouldn't wear them. And I'm like, no, I think everyone just wear what you want. Yeah. Do you do you think like? Yeah, I think like they're so comfortable. Mm. that why wouldn't you wear them yeah and um i do understand what people are saying like because the fabric is so thin that sometimes it can be a bit unflattering around your bum and your front area so even sometimes like i'll try and have like a long top sort of covering yeah um i do like to have um like a jegging top that's got a slightly longer hem at the back. Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Like the jumper I wore today, which oh, yeah. which can just help me feel a little bit covered. Yeah. Just just yeah. <laughs> put extra coverage <laughs> in the back. Yeah. Um, but I I think that um, like I don't know I read a thing uh, a couple of years ago about um, how the backlash against jeggings was sexist and I thought that was really interesting Mm. like a really interesting lens through which to look at fashion of um, comfortable women's fashions being um being criticized and does that have something to do with the way we believe women should be dressed like that women's clothing should be uncomfortable and should Uh. take effort to get Uh into and and that like the 
comfortable clothing for women is is in a, is in a way a feminist liberation and uh. i thought that was so interesting <laughs> i was totally wow. on board with that because i was like hey if i can make my jeggings some kind of political stance then yeah. i feel even more justified wearing them yeah. so yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> if anyone goes come on caitlin you're wearing your pajama jeans third day in a row i'll be like hey i'm taking a feminist stance yeah. here you know <laughs> Standing up for the women. <laughs> yeah, don't be such a misogynist. Let me yeah. wear my pajama jeans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which mm. might be taking it too far. <laughs> I really like jeggings. <laughs> yeah. No, I love that you love jeggings. Because, <laughs> yeah, I, I wore them all, like, when I did Kentucky. Like, that's all I wore. Yeah. So, like, I'm going to be sitting on a bus and an airplane and doing a lot of walking. So, yeah, jeans get become uncomfortable. Yeah. And, like yeah. jeans can become really stiff and constricting mm. and um, yeah i'm yeah. wearing i'm wearing leggings as pants funnily enough today i yeah. just realized yeah, um I they're like uh that kind of um scuba material i think maybe oh. you'll know better than me i don't know yeah like it could be like neoprene or something or probably yeah. um <laughs> I'm g- yes I, I i thought that was a pokemon but um <laughs> <laughs> yes uh, <laughs> um that sounds right um but they're like the i don't know if there was like a set like a faux jodhpur look that was on oh, in yeah. a couple years ago yeah yeah um, i think it was in i'm <laughs> yeah no and they had like um like the stirrup things on the yeah <laughs> these don't have stirrups yeah. but um thank goodness because um they're too short for me so they oh, would just pull, pull them down um but uh yeah like i think that's the thing about leggings is you can actually do things in them and be comfortable mm, yeah and you don't feel constricted yeah and I, um i feel that way about like comfortable dresses uh, yeah and i do yeah. it's one of the things like at, from from an early age like as a child i remember feeling sorry for boys because they couldn't wear dresses because like even though i was i was not super into dresses myself when i like when i was feeling just uncomfortable and i like or if it was really hot or something mm. and i could just put a dress on yeah and it's so comfortable yeah. it's amazing yeah. Yeah, I remember going to Egypt as like an eighteen-year-old, and most of the men that I would see were wearing uh, like not. It's not called a dress. It's oh. it's like I think it was called a galabaya, but oh. it's uh, an Egyptian male dress, yeah. uh, and it's just it's perfect. It's just exactly <laughs> what you need to be wearing in in the desert. Yeah. So yeah, I was always kind of like, oh, I feel sorry for all the the Western men walking around yeah. in their jeans and sweating. Yeah. <laughs> Put yeah. a dress on. <laughs> yeah. Let it all hang free. Yeah. <laughs> Do what the Egyptians do. do. Do as the Egyptians do. Um, except maybe not, maybe not all the rioting. Um, oh, I don't yeah. know if they, yeah, like and uh, like the, you know, they're doing well though. They're they're fighting yeah. for democracy. Good on them. Yeah. Good on Egypt. Anyway, uh, <laughs> uh. I've stumbled into an area I know nothing about. Yeah, um, no, <laughs> as usual. <laughs> um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, did you did you find yourself uh, transitioning into clothes that like your your clothing mm. style becoming more and more geared towards comfort? Yeah, yeah. Like um, I am lucky because a lot of clothes just come to me, like mostly from my younger sister because she buys a lot of stuff and then she's like, ah, oh, it doesn't look good on me and just gives it to me. And nice. um, yeah. So, um, but yeah, I find if something's like today. I went to grab a singlet and I was like, oh, this is just too tight. And I just threw it. I'm like, that's going to be neat. So like, it's a really nice singlet and I like it. It's got this nice, like, um, plaited strap detail on it. And oh, cool. It's pretty cool, um, which I got from a friend. <laughs> um, but, 
yeah, it's just, it's a bit tight. So I was like, if I'm not in the mood to wear it today, then I'm never going to be in the mood to wear it. So yeah. I'm just getting, not even going to let it fill up my closet. So good thinking. Yeah. Yeah. And then, then you attract the things that you need. Yeah. yeah. Do do you have a big closet or do you try to keep it minimal? Um, it is pretty big, but I did notice the other week that I was just had gotten into the habit of only um, wearing clothes that were within a certain reach because <laughs> there's <laughs> other ones I'm like, oh, I have to move stuff. Now stuff it. <laughs> Let's get these ones down here. <laughs> That's so true. I oh god, yeah. I will wear like the shirts that are at the front of yeah. my yeah. cupboard, uh, yeah. like on the shelves or at the front of the shelves, and I will yeah. just wear them every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so and if true. it gets, starts to smell a bit, I'll just like hang it by the window. Yeah. <laughs> Overnight. Yeah. Get a bit of air. Hang, I hang it over <laughs> the back of a chair. I'm like, this yeah, it's good. Yeah. I, actually, again. Uh, about turning my my lazy customs into political stances i did read a couple years ago about how much water um the fashion industry takes up oh yeah i don't know if you know about this like about and it's not just at the it's not just at the point of making the clothes manufacturing the clothes but it's actually all of the washing that they incur in the western world like we'll wear something once and then wash it yeah and um even if it's not particularly dirty yeah and this is actually having a huge environmental impact Mm. who knew right so so then i was like sweet um so now i wear t-shirts like you know two or three times before i wash if if they're not stinky yeah yeah um and and then i I wear i'll like i found out from a friend who's very fashionable he was like don't wash your jeans put them in the freezer i still think he's crazy and i don't do it but um (laughs) but it also occurred to me you don't need to wash jeans every time you wear them yeah exactly yeah so I was like, yep. sweet. So I'm actually doing less housework and I'm saving the environment. That's, yeah. <laughs> Woo! Yay. <laughs> yeah. Everything has awesome. to be a political stance with me. Yep. yep. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> but yeah, it's just amazing how this stuff can like just justify my yeah. Um, yeah. lack of effort. Yeah. It's great. And I think that's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, because... Um, yeah, because sometimes I'm like, oh, I never buy new clothes because I can never afford them. But I'm like, well, I'm helping the environment like, yeah. by just wearing stuff that everyone else is sick of wearing. So, like, I'll take that off your hands. So. It's great. And yeah. I wish I should try and do it more often because I do have clothes that um, girlfriends have given me in the past. And um, whenever I wear it, I sort of think of them, you know, oh, I think yeah. of my friends and I like I, I it's it's it comes to you already pre-loved yeah nice. yeah it's really nice yeah yeah <laughs> and it's not like gross or anything like it's not underwear know. i mean yeah that, yeah not that i'm judging anyone who wears secondhand yeah. underwear like you do you but <laughs> yeah. um i'm gonna do me <laughs> yeah. and not do that <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm gonna do hygienic and yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i think yeah. i went into an op shop in west end uh once and they had it's probably normal in op shops but they had uh secondhand bras oh yeah up. yeah and i was yeah. kind of like ooh, that's borderline yeah but bras are expensive so it makes yeah, sense that's true yeah um yeah maybe there's another way they can recycle them by hmm. i don't know using the fabric or something yeah because yeah i don't think many people would buy them yeah maybe some people do I mean, I guess it's, like, for people who can't afford a new Yeah, that's true. Yeah. um, There's at least an option for them. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, Because, like, I did – I found that when I first moved to Brisbane, I was very low on money. Mm. Um, And I sort of moved here 
kind of by accident. It wasn't planned. It wasn't a planned yeah. move. So I sort of turned up with like just one suitcase and um, uh, and no no money. Yeah. And it was things like um, you need certain clothes to go and get a job. Oh yeah. And I couldn't afford all new stuff because yeah. I needed the job to get the money to get the clothes. You yeah. know. Yeah. Um. So it was helpful to be able to go to. Um, op shops and cheap yeah. cheap clothing shops like Target or something like that and yeah um, even Target was a bit pricey for my yeah. my budget <laughs> yeah I was gonna say Target <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, Target yeah <laughs> remember when Target used to be the big W yeah and big W was like the red dot I don't know if they have that over here um like a, like it like big W used to be really cheap yeah and then yep. Target was the big W yeah and like now Target is Target. Yeah. Big W's Target? Big W's got yeah, like I think so. yeah. fashion lines that are devised by celebrities. Yeah. Oh, I haven't been to Big W for a while, but my housemate yeah. went re- went recently and, and came back and he said it's so fancy. Oh wow. Oh gee. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, Target I don't I don't consider it a yeah, cheap shop anymore. Yeah. It's, yeah, because I thought that was that's kind of what it used to be, but yeah, like family friendly. Yeah, like, yeah, like you could go and pick up clothes for your kids and your teenagers, and yeah. not pay an arm and a leg. Yep, yep, that's where we would shop. Yeah, what happened, Mom. Target? Yeah, what happened? Yeah, you're trying too hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've had enough of it. Uh, we've had enough of it, Target. Um, <laughs> uh, when did you start up your label, Chronic Youth? Um, so I started it, mm, it was probably like September, October last year. Wow. Yeah. So that's about when this podcast started. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, like, did you, did you do fashion? Did you study fashion? Um, yeah, I studied business marketing. So I, um, sort of, yeah, when I got out of school, I was like, yeah, there's not a lot of jobs in fashion. Um, so yeah, I went down the road of doing business and I really enjoyed marketing, like the creative side of it. Um, but wasn't really sure what sort of job I'd have. Um, but then, yeah, then eventually with all my pain, just continuing to hang around and control my life, I was like, stuff it. I'm just going to go down the fashion path. I was like, maybe that will get rid of my pain. Maybe that's mm. what this is all trying to tell me. Yeah. Yeah, did you <laughs> like go through the um the whole maybe I'm having an existential crisis and this yeah. is my body telling me that I'm not on the right path, like that yeah, kind of thing? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, and like a lot of the changes I've made um have been good, like just like slowing down and, you know, not being you know, because I was living out of home and uni full time, and then working like thirty hours at the coffee club. Holy it was moly! Like, if you say no to a shift, we'll cut down your work and oh, um, the yeah. joys of hospitality. Yeah, and being young and being like, oh okay, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just happy to have a job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, just like, yeah. So I have learned a lot of things about just slowing down and enjoying and living in the moment and yeah. Um, yeah, so then I went to TAFE to study fashion um, and I really struggled um, with the sewing because it would be three hours of sewing and there's a break in between. Um, but, yeah, I just really, by the afternoon, I was very 
tense and sore and angry and I would be swearing a lot (laughs) at whatever I was doing and I noticed that people were sort of like whoa like calm down and I was like I'm so angry um (laughs) sewing makes me angry too but for different reasons yeah I was like aren't you all frustrated (laughs) it's just me Did you know at that point that you had um, DDD? Yeah, yeah. So um, this was just a couple of years ago that I did this. Yeah. Um, And I wasn't sure how I would go, but I was like, you know, I'll um, I'll just give it a go and see what happens and um, kind of thought, I don't know, I had lots of different theories like, oh, well, if I'm enjoying myself, maybe the pain won't be that bad. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll be able to manage it and it'll be okay. And um, but then, yeah, just the, um, I guess because it was practically, yeah, like Monday to Friday, like full days and sitting and, um, yeah, then also when the assignments started coming up and, um, yeah, and, I, and because it's all sort of like, it's not just typing up an assignment, which um, would probably cause some pain anyway, but like they were like had to do all these vision boards and I just remember like leaning yeah. over and cutting and um, doing all these things where I wasn't paying attention to how I was sitting or anything because I was like I need to get this done um yeah so I think like the breaking point was when one morning I was there waiting to like hand in this assignment so then I could leave and so I'm waiting outside this classroom with a few other students and then I was just in so much pain because I'd been up all night finishing this assignment and oh. and I was like, oh, okay, yep, I'm gonna, I'm just going to go home and sleep and I'll be okay. But as I'm like sitting there waiting, it's just getting worse and worse and then building up and then I just like eventually started crying. So I just lay down on the floor and like, yeah, then the teacher's like, are you okay? And I was like, oh, no. Um, and then so she came out and... She was like, oh, okay. And I think to like a week before that, I'd had an epidural to um, like reduce the pain. Whoa. So yeah, I was asleep for it. Thank goodness. Oh, um, wow. But yeah, that hadn't had a very good effect. So yeah, I was, I guess at that point, I was like, oh yeah, I've got all these assignments, but you know, the epidural will help and it'll be okay. Yeah. And obviously couldn't, it, it didn't. So um yeah, so that's when I was like, oh, my God, I'm really struggling to do this course. And mm. um, it's really hard to sort of do pacing and um, that sort of thing when you do have a lot of, you know, things that are due and, yeah. like, you just got to get it done. So Yeah, and yeah. deadlines, especially, like, tertiary study deadlines, mm. really hang over your head and make yeah. it really – I find it makes it really hard to relax. Yeah. So yeah. even if I'm trying to pace myself – yeah have like some downtime yeah that's all you can think all about. i can think about is i should be working <laughs> yeah 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 and and i think because it was something um because it was like something i was really passionate about i was yeah really putting pressure on myself to do like a really good job mm. i was like ah oh, if i wasn't in so much pain i could probably do this so much better and um yeah so trying to also let go of that you know not being perfect all the time and yeah that's something I've learnt <laughs> which um, is hard. Do you, did you, have you found that you've had to do you have, have you found that like you've had trouble stopping comparing yourself to when you were healthy um, like wishing for that uh, or yeah. or do you still do you just roll with that and still think about it um yeah like I've pretty much um accepted how everything is now like I think 
after like seven years I'm at a point where I'm like yep okay this is how it is and and like I can I know a lot of people are sort of looking at me like what are you doing with your life like you know you're not living a normal life and I'm like well my body's not normal so yeah (laughs) yeah this is how it is (laughs) the more I talk to people the more I'm like what is normal Mm. who are the normal people yeah everyone's got something yeah yeah that's Um, true yeah but then I guess it's like people who don't um we were talking earlier about people who will respond with kind of disbelief or suspicion when you talk about mm. having an having an chron- a chronic illness. Yeah, and th- I guess those are the people they yeah. they haven't really been ever been debilitatingly ill. Yeah, for a long time. Yeah, yeah. And so they're just like, walk it off. Yeah, yeah. Have a sleep. Yeah, harden up. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I yeah. saw um, one of your chronic youth shirts says fuck the pain away oh yeah um i would like to hear the story behind <laughs> that one please oh, okay <laughs> um well i basically uh just got the um phrase from the peaches song have you oh i that? i do not know peaches oh she <laughs> she's a pretty out there musician i'm pretty sure she's american um she first came out um oh i think like 2004 maybe 2003 because I remember going to big day out and she was there yeah and um yeah so she was she's a bit controversial and probably not known in the mainstream very well Mm. um but yeah she's got this song and um yeah it just popped into my head for some reason I was like oh that's a great slogan for pain (laughs) 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 um but yeah she's got this song and just like at the end of it she says like continually just says fuck the pain away fuck the pain away so yeah (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what like she's referring to the pain of life or what but yeah yeah. (laughs) it's great because I I kind of like it I like the sentiment and I think that um that's something that I've had to sort of foster in my mentality is just like fuck this yeah yeah sometimes you just have like it's a good release you just have to be like fuck this yeah fuck the pain yeah and you know and kind of not not necessarily get mad, but just mm. get even. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just get even with it. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, because I think, um, like, it's better than, you know, because, yeah, when you're just always doing day-to-day stuff and you're not out, like, partying and laughing and enjoying your 20s, it, yeah, you do yeah. just feel like an old person and you're just yeah. like, oh, yes, um, body's feeling okay today had some tea like yeah it just becomes like very oh my quiet god and right yeah <laughs> yeah so it's just yeah I feel like, like I had yeah. so much energy today so I did two loads of laundry and I yeah. baked a loaf yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm enjoying my life <laughs> and that, that like I, I do enjoy those things but when mm. when like that's the highlight of your yeah of a couple of days in your life you're kind of you kind of feel like am I 28 yeah 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 <laughs> and yeah like I think I got to a point where I was like that's okay I'm content you know (laughs) doing these things and that's great yeah did um starting your own business help you to feel content oh yeah definitely like since I've started that um because before that I would always be thinking like what can I do to you know create something meaningful to me something that I enjoy and something I can manage um I always just thought, you know, I'll I'll just have to come up with some great idea that'll make me rich and then I'll be fine. <laughs> um, That's all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's all I need. <laughs> um, 
so yeah when I started that um, it was really good because um, I it, it took me a while because before that I was looking at doing a plus size women's label oh wow I was like yeah from a business perspective there's a market there and um, yeah for ages I was collecting ideas and creating different um, styles that I thought would work for plus size women and just really got into it um, but then when I the more I researched it and actually spoke to people about how much it would cost I was like oh, I'm not passionate enough about it to be constantly thinking about it as uh, as my own business yeah um, and I mean like not to make a visual judgment but you're not plus size no, no. Uh, in the traditional sense yeah um, <laughs> Um, no. You know, these days plus size is like a size 12, so I don't even know yeah, what it means yeah. anymore. Yeah. But, um, you know, you're not plus size. Did, did that maybe influence that you, it wasn't like a personal cause? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, like I used to worry, I'm like, oh, what if people like met me and were like, oh, well, you, you can't even relate to the customer. Like how can, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but then, then nothing, I sort of. There's nothing worse, th- I think, if you're like a if you're like someone from a community that's like if you're like a big person and you've mm. continually been marginalized to mm. have someone thin tell you what to wear yeah. i think might possibly yeah, be frustrating yeah i'm imagining i don't know yeah um, yeah well, i know that like i don't particularly enjoy when like male celebrities tell women what oh, to wear yeah i'm like yeah good on you you've got good style but like come on <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> you just want to be wearing these clothes that's that's it. They're jealous of dresses. Yeah. Dress envy. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're so comfortable. <laughs> they're so comfortable. Oh, my God. <laughs> so so you kind yeah. of um, put aside the the plus size business model. Yeah. And then did then is that when you thought of maybe doing something um, with around Yeah. That's illness? when, like, for a while, I was like, oh, what am I going to do? was, like, pretty down for a while because I had no direction and didn't yeah. know what I was doing. Um, and then that's when I started to just think okay why not just do things simply and I came across um, the t-shirt mill which is in East Brisbane um, plus a few other companies in Australia that do a similar thing but this one worked out to be the best one Um, and you can um, create your own online store using their products great Um, so I customized the website um, and then I just yeah picked which t-shirts I wanted um, and then they've got like this basic design program where you can um, you can put put images on there that they've got like stock images that they have um, and you can also just create your own and upload them and wow um, yeah and then so once it's up there on your website um, people can then go to the website and order something and then the t-shirt mill creates it and posts it to them um, yeah I've yeah. he- I've heard I've heard more and more recently about this m- business model where um, a, a product isn't manufactured until it's been ordered. Yeah. Like a Redbubble, uh, that's where I got my my iPhone case. Uh, a friend of mine made this amazing Parks and Rec inspired oh, design. That's awesome. It's <laughs> so cool. And oh. she has a Redbubble store. And then when I I just clicked which design I wanted and which product I wanted it on, and then Redbubble yeah. made it and sent it to oh, me. Oh wow. Uh, that's cool. And I I was like. This makes so much sense. I don't know if it makes sense from a business sense, but mm. sustainably, yeah. um, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. Because now I've got something that I, I specifically wanted. Yeah. And I didn't have to find something amongst what was already made yeah. that would kind of fit what I wanted. Yeah, yeah. 
Is that kind of like what the t-shirt mill is doing? Um, yeah, pretty much. And yeah, so their main business is you can go onto their website and um, like if you want a shirt for like, you know, a hen's night or a buck's night or something, they do all that sort of pr- custom printing and huh. um, yeah, and lots of different things if you want your own individual t-shirt. Um, but it is good, yeah, for people who want to sell their own t-shirts and things like that without having to go and buy a whole pile from China or yeah. buy the shirts and then take them to a screen printer and then post them and like there's no upfront costs so yeah yeah it's um and it was yeah the <laughs> the main thing which attracted me to it because I was like yeah I have no money so this is excellent <laughs> 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 and yeah I didn't want to have to take out a loan um yeah yeah. to go into debt before you've even started your business kind of sucks yeah (laughs) and and also because I was like oh if I take out a loan that will just you know confirm that I'm going to be at home for a few more years yeah yeah (laughs) like whatever happens I'm like I don't want that to sort of yeah hold me back so is that like do you have um personal goals uh like like move out of home in the next five years or like for me I'm trying to uh, get my health up to a point where I could travel more um, because I find travel very difficult at the moment so I'm working on that like do you have personal goals that you set for yourself? Um, Since I've created Chronic Youth um, that's like been my focus like 24-7 and um, I'm sort of just like seeing where that goes and hoping to like grow it and expand it even if it's you know, I change and go down a different path. But, um, yeah, like, that's sort of been, like, when I created it, I was like, yeah, hopefully I can get a regular income from this and then I can move out. Um, but, I know, my parents have just renovated their house and it's quite spacious now, so <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's quite comfortable. <laughs> um, and, like, for years, like, my mum and I, like, always fought. And Mm. so when I came back home, when my pain started, I was like, oh, no, this is a test. (laughs) (laughs) This is all a test. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so now, like, we all get along quite well and, you know, we know who's doing what, when, and we've got a routine. And um, so it's quite comfortable. And I think because looking back, some of my shared house experiences weren't always fun. They were a bit like, ah. why won't she put a bag in the bin when she puts rubbish in it and (laughs) just like yeah things like that (laughs) where you can't yell at them and get over it with you know siblings you can get over it (laughs) there's a real um uh, there can be in share housing a real sense of being replaceable um so it's like i don't know like i've uh the share house where i am now is is wonderful ryan clancy Mm. i love you (laughs) Uh, never leave me me no (laughs) (laughs) um it's great though i've like landed in a really nice place but um have lived in share houses over the years where you're very much like um just a number Mm. like you're just someone they found on Gumtree. Yeah. And, like, you can become friends with them, but at the same time, if you ever rock the boat too much, they can just find someone else. Yeah. And, yeah, nice. it's um, it's hard. I know a couple friends of mine are, uh, you know, true true to our, our generation, sort of only just moving out at, in their late 20s for the first yeah, time. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's a bit of a shock to them to not be living with family or not oh, be yeah. living with people who love them. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a really hard thing with share housing, 
which I, I, I'm, I've enjoyed in a way. I've been really enjoyed how independent share housing. I've been share housing mm. since I was 17. Oh, wow. And it, like, really, um, I think it really grew me. Um, yeah. But there was definitely a lot of unpleasant experiences, um, yeah. and probably will continue to be. Um, <laughs> not like not not where I am now, but you know, um, it's just it's so in a way unstable. Yeah, and it's yeah, it's kind of hard because yeah, you do go from living with your family where you know you have a fight and you get over it, and yeah, and it's comfortable because you know that you're linked to each other yeah, for life. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's all right. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, I found especially because I was at uni, like we were all in our own different um, schedules. So it was kind of like you didn't always see each other and you weren't always hanging out. So it would just be like, oh, she's so annoying because she doesn't do the dishes. And rather than being like, oh, she was probably in a rush because she had an exam. Like, yeah. that's not that understanding. I don't like. Yeah, that's yeah. so true. Yeah. Um, it's like you know each other well enough to get on each other's nerves, <laughs> but not well enough to actually get a l- yeah it's tricky yeah. it's yeah. um yeah just just to sometimes with with like certain share houses especially like the ones i've lived in where it's been like five plus people oh wow um you can't really um like you just can't uh, like if you've if you've got your own circle of friends outside the share house you really just don't have time or energy to invest in a mm. close friendship with every single person especially when people move out every three months oh. and you get new people in and yeah. um it can start to feel really, really impersonal. I yeah. think that's the sucky side of it. Yeah, um, definitely. Especially if you're living with a chronic illness. I have struggled mm. with that over the years. Yeah. Of not feeling like I could, if I'm having a really hard time in the middle of the night, feeling like I don't know if I can go to my housemates for help. Because mm. yeah, mm. they're, they're kind of just the people I room with. They're yeah. Not, they're not like my best mates sometimes. Yeah. Which is really that's difficult. Mm. Yeah. Sounds like, yeah, you've had a lot more challenging experiences than I have I think I've just had a lot I've just been in a lot of share houses and statistically some of them were going to be awful (laughs) yeah yeah a lot of them have been fantastic and I'm still friends with so many old housemates and it makes my heart sing yeah Um, because you really do get to know someone well when you live with them yeah and I I have found that that has built uh, bonds that Mm. um, it's like sometimes with old housemates it can be really easy to just pick up where you left off with them because you used to see each other every day yeah. So you've gotten to that level of comfort really quickly. Yeah, that's um, nice. Which can be really nice. Uh, yeah. But it's dif- uh, difficult, and I can imagine that living with chronic pain, mm. um, how does it make you feel... Uh, do you, How does it make you feel having, like, your friends or, say, like, housemates back, back when you were share housing mm. see you when you are lying on the ground and crying? Yeah, um, like, because I so wasn't living in a share house when I had the pain. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, and I think that's partly why I haven't been in a rush to move out, because I'm like, oh, people won't understand if I'm, like, not vacuuming or something. Or yeah. Like, yeah, because my family, you know, mum mum knows that I never vacuum because the vacuum is bloody heavy and, yeah. <laughs> and just, like, and hurts. You have to kind of crouch a little bit to do it. Yeah, like, every yeah. time I've done it, it's just, like, I end up lying down for an hour afterwards. So I'm like, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> like, <okay>. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, I read a really great quote from, uh, uh, I think it was on Emerge Australia's website, a, a woman who's got uh, chronic fatigue syndrome, and she said that she had 
coped with the fact that she can't do as much cleaning as she used to by thinking of dust as the thing that protects her furniture. <laughs> That's funny. And now whenever I look at dust in my house, I'm like, yeah, do your job. Yeah. <laughs> good work. You are a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so that's yeah. good so yeah like it's it's great living with family in that respect yeah yeah so yeah they understand that and um yeah so but I think yeah probably maybe living with housemates they would uh, eventually understand a lot more I guess yeah yeah they'll be like hey you've been in bed all day are you okay or they'd probably be like are you hungover I'm like no I <laughs> 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 haven't left the house all day <laughs> all week <laughs> yeah, yeah I've had to I've, I've had to find housemates who are understanding because that can be exhausting in itself um, feeling that sort of um, radiation of judgment mm. from your housemates um, yeah, yeah. when they see you getting up after 10 every day yeah and yep. looking awful or yeah. um, or being home all day and like yeah. some people just don't want housemates who are home all day mm. and that's legit I just had yeah. to get out of those houses um, yeah. and like mm. I, I was really lucky couple of years ago to find a couple of friends to move in with um uh one of them uh has chronic fatigue syndrome good friend mm. of mine and her yeah. and that was and the other person was her partner so oh. he understood too yeah so it was just Great. really easy because i didn't have to explain yeah and i remember just being overjoyed yeah and i remember her being like like she said um she didn't know i had chronic fatigue syndrome she said oh i've got chronic fatigue syndrome and i went yay <laughs> <laughs> and she gave me this look like you monster yeah (laughs) i was like oh no me too me too (laughs) it's okay (laughs) yeah not making fun of you (laughs) yeah can you imagine oh my god i was like god i hope this isn't a joke people make oh yay chronic fatigue syndrome yeah no no i haven't like i'm i'm overjoyed that someone will understand me um yeah it makes a huge difference uh Mm. when uh everyone's sort of on the same in the same yeah. lifestyle, I used to live with, I've lived with like gym junkies and stuff like that, and oh, they're yeah. just not gonna get it. Yeah, yeah, you need to gym more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're like, oh, you just need to do some weights. And I'm yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know what you need? Like, but like everything had to be like, um, there had to be a solution. Yeah. So they had yeah. to fix everything. Yeah. I'm not saying all gym junkies are like that, just these people. Yeah. Um, there was a real mentality of like uh, self improvement, um, and that can be exhausting. Well, it's just exhausting. Self improvement <laughs> is exhausting. Yeah. But um, the there is a kind of pervasive attitude in our culture of like, um, what what like that like um, our our defaults like if we work hard enough we'll be perfect and our mm. default state is perfect and if we're not um, 100% healthy and 100% productive and etc. and happy, yeah. it's because we're not trying hard enough. Yeah. Have you yep, have yep. you encountered that? Attitude? Yeah. Like I even um, in the first few years of my pain, I would like often think that I'd be like, well, maybe I'm, maybe I, you know, am not trying hard enough, or maybe I am just really depressed, or yeah, you just like question everything and try everything and then you're like oh okay no running does actually hurt (laughs) like it's not helping (laughs) and yeah and and they say like you know just 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 block out the pain and then that just makes it worse (laughs) when I do actually acknowledge it just you know like I can I can ignore it when I'm engaged and doing something but then um, when I do eventually go okay I might get up from the computer then it's like oh my god this is really painful I should have yeah. taken a break an hour ago. The payback um, is so bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't really. have uh, so much uh, 
I think I, I do I do experience chronic pain, but I don't think to, to the extremity that you're experiencing it. But I do feel like the fatigue, the backlash if I push if I try and push through oh, as they yeah, say, yeah. yeah, just push through it. Yeah, yeah. Um, it usually ends up really bad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like no, I have to listen to my body because it's telling me something and if mm. I respond to it then, you know, it works better and yeah. <laughs> Has it so. helped you to have community of people who also experience chronic pain to talk to um yeah definitely so um do you mind if i stand up <laughs> oh yeah do you want to stand up for <laughs> on what? that note yeah yes. <laughs> let's do it all right i might i might stand up too in fact do you want to just do you want to just do the interview standing up yeah okay now we're we're standing up yay that's oh. it all <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i'm just gonna stretch a little bit <laughs> oh my god yeah that's yeah. good just doing some rotating moving thinging things mm. so do you do this like like every hour do you kind of move around a little bit yeah um i guess because i'm not restricted like because i'm not in a job i yeah just am always moving around and i will sometimes just pull out the yoga mat and do some stretching and just whatever's feeling sore just or I'll often walk around the house and put my like arm up against a doorway and like do a stretch of the um like bicep what's this area the we're sort of both pointing at (laughs) our chests yeah um I'm gonna go with with the lats yeah that sounds that sounds like a thing doesn't it okay yeah yeah the the tri-lats yep (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so yeah stretching that area <laughs> um that's really smart um yeah. like i i have to i've started seeing an osteo uh an osteopath yeah. last year and she's t- taught me a lot about posture oh yeah and i didn't realize that bad posture actually makes you spend more energy because your muscles are oh, wow, yeah. like working harder yeah i was yeah. like what yeah you mean <laughs> like all through my teens my mom was like stand up straight yeah. and that could have been curing my chronic fatigue yeah <laughs> that's yeah i was like oh my god this pain is all because i had bad posture and yeah but it wasn't it wasn't no no because you've got good posture so yeah i mean not oh, the like it depends how i'm yeah. feeling <laughs> Me too. yeah i've yeah. had to say to my osteo she's like just always like you know always stick your chest out and have your like shoulders relaxed and stuff and i'm like i just want to slump over yeah and get my face as close to the ground as possible <laughs> yeah. sometimes you know yeah because yeah especially when you are so tall it's like yes. i already stand out i don't want to <laughs> oh, that too that too yeah like even if i'm not tired just i can't hear what people are saying sometimes uh. <laughs> i've been told by my shorter friends that they hate when tall people will lean down to hear them uh, like when they're talking uh. and i'm like okay but get ready for me going what yeah <laughs> a lot. yeah yeah like, what <laughs> <laughs> they should feel sorry for you because you're probably like hurting your back every time you lean yeah, down that's yes yeah. <laughs> all right um all of my shorter friends uh you should feel sorry for me yeah <laughs> and i will expect pity presents <laughs> <laughs> and back massages <laughs> yes if they, can, they can't reach but it's yeah <laughs> at least an offer would be nice yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear <laughs> maybe a leg massage <laughs> I, 
<laughs> oh my god that would be great just like, <laughs> like I'm just standing there and they're just massaging my leg and like people are like what, what, what's happening here you're like, I'm like just don't worry about it yeah yeah. it's just my friend <laughs> it's because they're short <laughs> I swear to god like right now I'm losing all the listeners who are under 6 yeah. feet like I'm so sorry guys like, <laughs> they're just signing out in protest they're yeah like, ugh <laughs> Oh, oh no, this feels yeah. good. I actually feel I feel more confident standing up and talking. Mm. Like just feel like just more relaxed. Yeah. It's supposed to be good for you standing up too. Yeah. Apparently, mm. um and like again, th- I just I just read things on the internet. Yeah. I don't know yep. how true they are. <laughs> but I read something that said like last year that said um it was about sedentary life and the like oh, yeah. the the effect that our sedentary lifestyles have on our health. Yeah. Um because you know, like a lot of jobs involve sitting down all day. Yeah. Um and then when you go home, you're on your computer and TV and so, so yeah. on. Um, and it said that, like, uh, you add – or no, you can subtract years from your life by sitting. Oh, <laughs> but if, well. you, if you, like, do more of your – if you spend more of your day standing up, you're going to live mm. longer and healthier. Yeah, wow. And so now I try and think about that. And if I don't need to be sitting down, I'll try and stand up. But yeah. It's tough when you're tired. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or in pain. It is because you'll slump over and – but yeah, um, sitting. I found out through my pain that yeah, sitting puts a lot more pressure on the spine. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So because yeah, generally people are like oh, you know, you've got a bad back. Do you want to sit? It's like oh, <laughs> I made that same mistake today. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's I, what you assume, I just yeah. I, I um uh, got you the comfiest chair yeah. when you <laughs> like I was though. I was like I, I was like I'm gonna be ready. I'm gonna get a yep. comfy chair and stuff. And, uh, um, <laughs> and then I sort of while we were talking, I realized oh my god. <laughs> I should have just done the standing up. Yeah. <laughs> Although, like, standing up after a while does become a bit painful. Like, yeah. Just, yeah. It's just making sure anything. that you don't get stuck in one pose all the time, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Just change just it up. Moving. Yep. Yeah. Laying down is the most comfortable. So. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love yeah. being, <laughs> like, I'm at my most comfortable when I'm, like, completely flat and, like, yeah. completely prone. And yep. usually just like face down, face in the oh, ground, yeah. <laughs> like, because um, sometimes like I don't even have the energy to like lift my head or anything. Oh, yeah. So it's just um, I, I I when I go to Pilates, like sometimes it's like Pilates is really hard, and so I just oh, have to lay on my yoga mat face down and just like sort of breathe. Oh yeah. And like I think it freaks the other ladies out. Oh. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're like, they're, I must look like I'm dead. I yeah. must look like a corpse. Yeah. Like just laying there, you know. And they come over and they're like, Are you okay? And I'm like, I'm actually great. Yeah. I know that doesn't look like it, but this is this is me this and my most relaxed and comfortable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. They in yoga they have child's pose. Yeah. 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 I don't know if that's comfortable for you. I love child's pose. Yeah. yeah. They say like if you can't do a pose, just go into child's pose. It's so, so great because you're kind yeah. of tuck- that's where you're sort of tucked in, right? Yeah, like your um your legs are like tucked in under you, and you've yeah. got your arms just sort of yeah like yeah soft by, your, by side. your side. Yeah, yeah. You, you sort of I think you have your face your forehead on the mat. Yeah, yeah. It's so comfy. Yeah, yeah. It's great. Yeah. I have to get back into yoga. Yeah, I um Pilates I find too difficult. Like it's just it's a too challenge. <laughs> yeah, that would be yeah it would be tough for uh for you like yeah um with uh, your disc problem yeah um, yeah like a lot of the um movements you're on your back doing like bicycle legs and it just yeah it gives me too much pain yeah so yeah even though it's good because it's strengthening the muscles that i need to strengthen it's just it's just too painful so 
yeah I opt for yoga because it just feels really good to stretch everything and um but I should um it's recommended that I do physio pilates right then a physio is like not there like one-on-one telling you what to do and you know strengthening the right areas but it's um yeah it's a bit expensive so I haven't been going that's I find that's for me the big barrier to like possibly getting in a better to in a better condition is like um it's also expensive yeah and like even if everything like even if um you know you just go to like one pilates class every couple weeks or something Mm. but you add to that all the other expenses it really Mm. adds up yeah yeah like um yeah having a health condition that you have to manage it is expensive and especially when you like trialing different things like oh like maybe i'll take these multivitamins or (laughs) oh my god (laughs) vitamins and supplements so much money yeah and you have to take them for a while to see if they work yeah yeah and sometimes you're like i'm not sure if it is working it's hard to tell um but yeah doing yeah the physio pilates and then like i get a massage every three weeks that's something i just like a few years ago i was like no i'm just gonna have to have to do it like it just it gives me a lot of relief so so yeah they're 90 dollars so yeah Yeah. (laughs) god i would i would love to be able to get massages more often or ever yeah (laughs) yeah because they're great (laughs) yeah um and also you are you're like in that really comfortable prone position Mm. um as well usually so i like that i'm like sometimes i get a masseuse who wants to like have a chat and i'm like i'm gonna fall asleep yeah like like, i don't want to be rude but like i'm gonna go this is like i'm so comfortable right now please please let me sleep (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's um some of the ones i get can be quite painful because yeah like the the muscles are really tight and they really get in there and um but i don't know it's like a nice pain because you know that in a few days you're gonna feel really good yeah so you're like yeah get in there yeah (laughs) doing good work you can feel it you're like yeah yeah Yeah. go hard (laughs) go hard go home yeah (laughs) did you um uh i i know that we were talking before before we took a stand standing up break um (laughs) talking about your community you have you oh, have a yeah. community that you talk to about chronic pain yeah and do you get like ideas like like the physio pilates thing does that come up from your friends who have chronic pain um yeah like we do talk about um different things like maybe someone's seen like i've never seen an osteopath mm. do they are they the ones that actually look at your back um yeah i think and i'm not a scientist they're like uh, my my GP sort of explained it to me as like um, get like a bit of a someone who knows about your skeleton and is yeah. also a physio. Okay. I think. Oh yeah. Actually, I think I <sighs> someone said they look at it from like a holistic. Yes. Point of view. That's yeah. Um, if anybody's listening, and I said, and I completely messed up the definition of an osteopath, <laughs> please tweet me at yeah. kplyly yeah. kplyly. Yeah. Um, the Educate more I know, us. the more I know. So, yeah. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um yeah i think like a more holistic um like and it was great like this osteo i've been seeing is like not just um not just sort of like trying to like crack my back and stuff on there although she mm. did that too but she was also trying to teach me stuff i could do yeah um in in my everyday life yeah to, actually Im- to improve things so. yeah rather than just a one-off yeah like thing yeah. that you just have to come back for yeah because mm. like i went to a chiro like 
years ago and I'm not dissing chiros like this was this one chiropractor I went to and they would just kind of um like very very gently crack some of my vertebrae in my neck and you know it would cost me 50 bucks or whatever it was and I, they were like just keep coming back like, every two weeks forever that oh. kind of thing you know oh, like okay. it was that kind of attitude and yeah. I was like oh. yeah <laughs> I didn't even feel better afterwards mm. so I was like nah <laughs> yeah this isn't manageable but that's yeah. the trick with like budgeting is because if you're trying that for six weeks you don't have money to maybe do like counseling sessions oh, you know, yeah. like when you're living with a chronic illness like you know yeah. um often counseling helps because um, yeah. it's a t- tough thing to live with uh you know so you might not be able to afford counseling you may not be able to afford your supplements for mm. me like sometimes it's like am i going to eat well this fortnight oh, yeah, or am i going to yeah. go and try a new thing like yep. you know try a new treatment oh god yeah um yeah or you know what if um like what if you want to buy a book yeah yeah <laughs> yeah exactly it's like well now i'm depressed because i can't afford to buy a book <laughs> this is making my condition worse and <laughs> i yeah. wanted to go to that concert uh, yeah like not that like that's like such a hardship but it is a bit tough when you're young and you want to yeah. do things when you, you yeah like, have to go yeah should i have a social life or just work on my health like that's something i yeah. actually struggle with a lot is yeah. like should I just stop everything else in my life and just focus on my health yeah, and do that yeah. for six months would yeah. I be cured yeah, yeah. or would I be a basket case because yeah. the only <laughs> thing I'm, I'm doing. doing in my life is thinking about my body because yeah. Yeah. that is like it like it's really myopic like when yeah. you all you do is think about your health all the time yeah for me it turns me into a basket case yeah I lose perspective yeah I yeah I, I find I get sort of quite sort of yeah take things very seriously and when you hear of someone like breaking their arm or something like oh my god are you okay (laughs) and like yeah Yeah. everything's just or someone else is like yeah my my neck gets quite sore I go to physio every week and you're like oh shit maybe you've got what I've got like (laughs) oh my god yes (laughs) (laughs) every time like someone I know is like oh I've got glandular fever but I'm gonna push through it I'm like no (laughs) (laughs) I get really anxious around them and like they Um, almost to the point of badgering them I'll just be like go home yeah sleep (laughs) take care of yourself (laughs) oh god (laughs) they're like I'm fine I'm like oh (laughs) are you though yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah. turns out they are but um (laughs) You're just protecting them. <laughs> yeah, I just I worry about I you know like I think mm. I feel like um a lot of this stuff is so uh, uh so badly understood and I didn't mm. understand a lot of it until I was already debilitatingly sick yeah and yeah. I just don't want my friends to go through yeah, that yeah exactly um, yeah. but I think it can turn me into a bit of a bit of a worst case Andrea <laughs> uh, you know worst case scenario Andrea um but uh that's one of the reasons I think that I haven't been more proactive about finding a community, like a, like a meetup group of chronic fatigue syndrome, uh, patients, because I'm worried that I'll get too focused on it. Yeah. Yeah. But, but it sounds like you're actually finding it really useful talking to other people. Yeah. Um, yeah, we created our group for like people under 35, um, so that we could all relate to each other and, um, and that's been really good. And, um, yeah and we don't like we usually we have a topic for each um meeting um and yeah we just talk about that and and it's good to give each other different ideas and we're all at different stages um of our of having pain so like some people in the earlier stages 
um, I'm like, damn you, I'm so jealous. <laughs> like getting all this good damn information. Kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We didn't have it that easy in my day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. The doctor would give me a handful of cold gravel to eat. No. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, because it was about a year before. I saw a neurosurgeon who took an MRI and was like, oh, this is what you've got. And right. let's do this treatment. And um, yeah, whereas like, um, yeah, if there's people who ha- haven't had their pain for that long and they're, you know, I can tell them, oh, I've tried these treatments and this one's good. And, um, and you know, just things that you sort of just w- wouldn't, you know I found out about like slowly and Mm. like I think that was the hardest thing when my pain started because I was so like didn't know what was going on and everyone close to me didn't know what was going on so you just feel so alone and Mm. and then you can't talk to your friends about because they're like I don't get it just like come out drinking like just yeah, yeah. <laughs> stop whinging just take a nerf in or yeah, whatever. yeah 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 <laughs> stop whinging uh, oh yeah. god when does that ever help anyone <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> to tell someone just stop complaining <laughs> yeah. oh good problem solved thank you yeah yeah <laughs> just don't think about it okay uh, um that probably only yeah. works for like the mildest of headaches yeah <laughs> or something yeah. like that like yeah a bug bite <laughs> yeah yeah not, not a not a chronic <laughs> degenerative disease yeah yeah it's yeah just always there but it Uh, is tough because you you tend to like make friends based on shared interests and then all of a sudden um you've got this new way that you have to live mm, yeah maybe they don't get it yeah yeah how do you talk to them about it yeah exactly and yeah this like having a community of people that understand it is good because i'm like okay i know i can go straight to them when something's happening that I'm like, ah, oh, I'm not sure why I'm getting this pain. Have you guys had this before? Um, whereas your friends would be like, no, it's <laughs> you always have pain. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> and and yeah, and even um, yeah, because they don't, you know, your friends don't understand what you're going through day to day. So yeah, um, yeah. So it's good having yeah those separate like this is my little chronic pain community and <laughs> then this is my let's just have fun and relax friendship community yeah. so does it help yeah. you to have people that you can hang out with and maybe for a little while your i you, you, your life isn't all about the chronic pain is it nice to sort of in a way kind of escape that that identity i suppose yeah for um, a little while i find though like i don't always plan um social things because i'm like oh i might be feeling really tired then or um you know I'll only do one thing on the weekend if I am going to do something and um and now with doing stuff with chronic youth I'm like oh I really want to get this done so I'll be like oh social life can wait like (laughs) um but yeah like so I hang out with my like my younger sister has people over all the time and so it's just convenient if I'm like oh I'm actually feeling okay yeah let's like hang out and have a drink or whatever and so that's good um yeah so and they don't you know think of me as oh the chick who's always in pain like yeah you know um and then because yeah it's hard with your friends when you're like oh you know sorry I can't come out to this I'm just feeling really crap 
like mm. like yeah I found yeah like when I was younger people were just like well I'm just gonna stop inviting you because yeah you're totally coming oh yeah so, like totally yeah. um yeah it's really it's really that's awful is when the invitations drop off yeah uh, and I know when I was in like my teens like late teens early 20s a big thing like and I was I was relatively healthy and I would go out clubbing and stuff and a big thing was uh piker Oh, Parker, don't I hate that. Yeah. You know, like yeah. if you if it was like one a.m. and you were like, guys, I'm gonna go home. And Parker, yeah. you know, and uh, <laughs> and like you know, the, there wasn't a worse thing that you could be. Uh, yeah, and, um, you know, yeah. it's really hard when you're saying no all the time and you've been conditioned yeah. to kind of say yes. Yeah, so, and yeah. I also found like I was a really bad friend too because like I was just so like having so much trouble just managing my own life that it's like I can't really sit there and listen to you like up being upset about something or just uh, yeah you know or like I sort of got to the point where I was like half the problems you have aren't even real problems like yeah. <laughs> seriously yeah. oh yeah <laughs> yeah it can get hard to listen to people complain about their like high paying career fulfilling yeah. job yeah um where like you know so and so in accounts won't make eye contact with them when they walk past and i'm kind of like i want a job yeah like, i wish yeah. i had a salary like, yeah you know what i mean like I'm, yeah uh, you know and it's like i'm trying to figure out how to pay for groceries and mm. my osteo appointment like you know yeah. this kind of thing and it's like um i think that's a like a danger is when you start comparing your problems yeah. to other people's problems and yep. that that like almost never ends in happiness yeah uh, no no <laughs> but it's so it's it just it happens it happens yeah. anyway you start thinking that and yeah yeah I try not to compare myself too much I'm just like well this is my life and like probably to the point where I'm probably a bit like so self-involved <laughs> I'm like this is yeah this is my path and whatever you're doing is fine but yeah do you think that's kind of good though um, um, do you think um, that it's it's okay to be a bit self-involved? Like, you yeah. know, like, I think, um, uh, I mean, maybe, like, uh, maybe as a woman, it, like, teaches you, maybe a chronic illness teaches you how to uh, think about yourself a bit more, mm, which yeah. is maybe a good thing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because before pain, I think I was, yeah, I'd always just um yeah always be thinking about oh I should be doing this or I should do that or um yes I need to be doing this so I've got a good career and blah 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 and so I can be independent and and then when you just stop and go well what do I actually want to do and and yeah and it has taught me to just look after myself and take time out and and yeah I find um I prefer like not being busy because when I'm all busy that's when I get anxious and worried and have all these like annoying thoughts that aren't useful and yeah. you second guess everything and but when you you know just take things slowly then you have the time to reflect and um yeah and just put things into perspective and enjoy things more yeah, yeah I think you mentioned yeah. earlier that um yeah, you just found that you weren't. I can't remember if this was. Um, this might have been before we turned the microphones on, <laughs> but um, I think you were talking about how you were really busy and the pain was kind of starting, and you didn't and you didn't know yet. And then you soon realized that you weren't enjoying things, mm. like that you were just so busy yeah. that you hadn't. You just stopped taking time, like not not yeah. taking time. Like like I don't think. 
I, I mean, not, I'm not putting any blame on you. Like, you know, you know what I mean? Like, I think it's totally legit. But yeah. when you're in a circumstance where you suddenly don't have time to enjoy things anymore, are you mm. just sort of like grinding through life? Yeah, yeah. I think that's awful. Like, yeah. I think yeah. I've been there and yeah I don't want to go back <laughs> yeah definitely yeah same I'm like what the hell was I doing like I think because um I don't know where I got these ideas of this is how I should be living and <laughs> right? where like, did they come from yeah yeah <laughs> like oh. but and because like high school I like had a great time and didn't do any study and so I didn't get a very good OP but I was like oh, well, if I'm going to get a good job, like, just, I think, yeah, I did, like, everything out of fear. Like, mm. oh, okay, I I better do this because, and, like, um, I remember thinking my first thought to move out of home was because when I was working at the coffee club, one girl was, you know, saying how she lived out of home and, you know, she's got all these bills and I was working the same hours as her. And, the, and they were like, oh, do you live at home? I was like, yeah. They're like, what? oh, mm. you have so much money, like, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, should I move out? Maybe I should move out. And then, you know, I also started to realise that, yeah, me and mum fight all the time. So I was like, okay, I'll move out. <laughs> it wasn't, you know, it wasn't because I was like, oh, I would love to move out. Oh, Yeah, yeah, it just seemed like, yeah. oh, I guess this is what I do now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Got to fit in with everyone else. Okay. <laughs> I think I got sucked yeah. into that really bad at, uh, when I was doing my undergrad degree and I started the degree very much like I'm just here to learn and I'm going to enrich myself oh, and I yeah. love I did an English degree so I was like I love really? books and yeah, you know yeah. it's just like I'm going to study <laughs> film and like, yeah. and then like by the end of the three or four years I was there I was like I need a job mm. I need to, like I need to get a, like a, a good wage and I need to blah, 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 blah. I yeah. need a superannuation like I, yeah. I don't know like I just kind of got like um like sort of funneled out the other end with this kind of like um, anxiety about having the right looking life and um, I went to a group of eight university which I think might have had something to do (laughs) because a lot of the people around me could afford to have that kind of life and uh, unfortunately for me I just um, got uh, I became disabled after I graduated so I couldn't do it (laughs) yeah uh, (laughs) yeah yeah um, you know and I also didn't have the money to like kind of just um, you know uh, live however I wanted as well yeah um uh, it's fine. I, I, it's been fine. It's fine. Yeah, it's totally yeah. fine. But like, I think <laughs> I, I, I came out with this like real career anxiety um, mm. that kind of got stamped into me, and I, I kind of, I kind of think that like I feel like that sucks. I feel like I should have been more vigilant. Yeah, <laughs> you know, when I felt it starting, I should have been like, no, <laughs> remember what you're here for, just to yeah, learn. Yeah, yeah. But by yeah. the end, I was like, oh my god, I've been studying and broke for years I want a job yeah I want money yeah yeah <laughs> it's um yeah I've I've definitely learned to like sort of you know you don't have to do things a certain way there's so many different ways you can do things and yeah you know you don't have to live like that and have a massive house and you know maybe you won't even buy a house or yeah like yeah and maybe it's just because you know how our parents have sort of raised us like from their you know how they grew up it was like you just have one job that's that's your job for life and yeah and you get married when you're in like your mid to late 20s or even earlier and mm. you have kids and um yeah it so, seems yeah. like there was 
I don't want to say like a clearer path because clear, mm. clearly it never suited everyone in that generation. Like yeah. um, there were still people going outside that norm. Yeah. But um, for our generation, it does it. It even those um, sort of well-worn paths don't really exist much anymore because, mm. um, well, especially career-wise, the the job market, like the workforce that the traditional educational model uh, prepares you for, doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah. I found like I really, I, I feel like I really learned how to follow instructions at uni, yeah. which was actually really great, like um, in a way. Yeah. But at the same time, when I got out of, <laughs> I got out of uni and I tried to get into like, an, you know, another, like I tried to get a job at another institution, like a company or something. Yeah. And it just weren't, as the GFC had just hit, maybe mm. this was uh, for you as well, the same sort of time frame. Yeah. Trying yes. to find a job right after the GFC, like, and it was like, there are no jobs. Yeah. And, yeah. um, and then after that, it, it's just been trying to figure it out, figure out my own way because mm. the the paths don't exist anymore. Yeah. Or they only yeah. exist for like a few people. Yeah. Um, the rest of us have to just figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, damn it, why didn't I just study teaching or become a police officer? Because it's just so like, well, this is, yeah, you study that and then you do that and then you, yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A clear path. Yeah. I, I um, studied teaching a little bit post-grad and I, I didn't oh, yeah. finish my diploma but I've got a lot of friends from that course who are teachers now and I, I'm like you know no it's fine <laughs> like they are so great and like yeah. it's obviously suits them perfectly but yeah. they you know they call I call them or they call me and they tell me how much um how much work they're doing mm. and like yeah. what the kids say to them oh. and like what the other teachers say you know yeah. like uh, just the environment like the parents I'm just oh, like yeah. oh yeah oh yeah, actually, I probably think the other teachers probably the nicest people at the school, but um, yeah, yeah, it sounds like you know, it's yeah, it's oh like my god, it doesn't sound like the easy path that I thought it would be. No, <laughs> no, and it's like I, this, it shouldn't be that hard. Like why, you know, um, yeah, like seeing my mum, you know, because she's been a teacher all her life, and just seeing her gradually go from being happy to then coming home stressed and having all this work I'm like but you've been teaching for years why are you bringing work home like and it's yeah. like everything's changing and there's you have to document everything and the parents yeah. want to know why the kid's acting like this and blah 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 and it's like ah oh. yeah it's and it's insane mm. the amount of pressure put on teachers I think yeah. is insane yeah um yeah. yeah it's it's tough and even though like the safe quote-unquote safe jobs aren't safe anymore mm. um there's no like yeah. there's no there's no real not that life ever has any guarantees but there are even less guarantees yeah <laughs> than yeah. maybe we were led to believe there were yeah <laughs> yeah but i think um, do you think yeah. um i think having a chronic illness has made me think a lot like i have often have a lot of time to think while i'm sort of lying there you know mm. um does it have to be this hard i think that a lot Mm. do you find like do you find yourself going like like you know finding your own path through life and kind yeah. of going maybe things don't have to be so hard yeah like yeah I think um I was often like yeah like just because I've tried so many different jobs thinking oh well if I do this type of job where I'm walking around door-to-door -door surveys that would be good for my back and then I did it and found out walking for long periods is really painful oh, so no. I was like okay well that's not right um and yeah just sort of going then like 
I've finally accepted, okay, yeah, maybe I can only work 15 hours a week. That's okay. Yeah. Um, you know, whatever. But, yeah, it is, yeah, sort of letting go of those ideas that you have of, you know, what a normal life is. And, um, yeah, I guess. And then also being like, okay, well, if I want to be happy, why don't I just look at the jobs that make me happy? And then I was like, oh, well, some of them I can't do. Okay all right, well, maybe I'll just live and <laughs> just focus on that. Yeah, um, just trying to keep breathing day to day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but sounds, yeah. It sounds like you've really found something with chronic youth. Yeah, um, like I, I enjoy doing the, um, like the designing part, coming up with different designs and stuff. And um, I mean, I'm not making regular money from it, um, but I, you know, it's something that I enjoy doing and I'm, you know, thinking about, okay, how can I make it bigger or branch out into something else or, um, you know, looking at different ways where it can be a bit more, like, make a bit more money and, Mm. yeah. But I don't know, like, it's annoying because every time I have a new idea and then if it fails, I'm like, oh, what will I do now? (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Keeps going and going. I'm hoping that this is is mainly, like, a... 20s decade thing oh yeah you know yeah what I mean? like like and then we'll get yeah. in our th- we'll get into our 30s and it'll yeah. all just solve itself yeah yeah i like that <laughs> we'll, we'll be like oh yay oh i found my thing that makes me all the money and yeah. self-fulfillment yay yeah yeah <laughs> now i'm gonna go and enjoy myself like i was supposed to do last decade <laughs> yeah yeah last decade was supposed to be the fun decade but yeah. this one's gonna be yeah <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh. for for people who would like to give you some money and buy <laughs> and buy some of your shirts, uh, yeah. is it just shirts or? Um, yeah, at the moment it's just t-shirts. T-shirts, yeah. cool. Um, can you tell us more? Like, wh- how can you find out more about Chronic Youth? Um, so you can go to the website, which is chronicyouthdesigns.com. Cool. Um, or the Facebook page, which is Chronic Youth Designs. Or Instagram, which is also Chronic Youth Designs. <laughs> I, I really enjoy your Instagram. I like it. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love I Instagram. You. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's Yeah, it's really fun. But I'm like, with all the people that follow and comment, I'm like, that's great. Buy a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Take note, Instagrammers. <laughs> Don't follow unless you're going to buy a shirt. <laughs> so I, I, I like to say, you know, <laughs> say on, on Twitter, I'm like, if you got time to fave, you got time to retweet. Yeah. <laughs> You've got time yeah. to comment. You've got time to go buy a shirt. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's, it's uh, also a really good cause because yeah. 50% of your profits goes to... Oh, so, yes, not that much. I oh, sorry. Was. But uh, <laughs> no, no. Uh, scratch that. <laughs> yeah. uh, we'll start again. Uh, insert here, percent of your profits goes to... <laughs> yeah, so... Because, um, yeah, I have to pay so much for the shirts to get printed and whatnot. Of course. Yeah. So, but yeah, I, a dollar from each shirt goes to Pain Australia. That's great. Um, yeah, I'd like to donate more, but yeah. So, start sorry, a dollar's start. great. I'm sorry I said 50%. <laughs> oh, dear God. Uh, I was thinking of this, um, I just signed up for this uh, toilet paper thing called Who Gives a Crap? I don't know if you've uh, heard of this. No. They, like, but like somehow, I don't know how, they've got a business model where they give away 50% of their profits. Oh, um, wow. To, to improving sanitation around the world. Oh, that's cool. Um, and uh, yeah, I sort of thought, I think I thought of it when I was thinking of your oh, yeah. of your business <laughs> because you, you like two entrepreneurs who have started something that's both awesome 
and also mm. for a good cause yeah which is really cool yeah i think more business that's should good. be done that, that way yeah <laughs> yeah that's i got the idea i read about the tom's shoe brand yeah yeah, yeah. similar a similar sort of idea yeah. yeah so that's why i was like i could do that you know create something that i enjoy working on and you know support a good cause and also raise awareness of it and mm. Um, and what what yeah. does Pain Australia do? Um, so they they're a non for profit organisation and they're like they're really trying to get the government to recognise that chronic pain is a, like a debilitating condition that affects um, I think it's like one in five Australians or something. Wow. Like. Yeah, and it cost like they did a study and in 2007 it costs the economy something like 30 billion dollars like good lord yeah in i guess like lost um lost wages and people spending money on um uh like yeah health treatments and things and um yeah so they've like put together like this national pain strategy which is just like this yeah big document i guess like trying to say to the government like these are the facts something you know we need this area needs to be focused on and we need better services and and just also um more research into chronic pain yeah 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 um because yeah it wasn't till like a few years or yeah a few years after i found out what was going on with my body that i found the term chronic pain right oh oh yeah that that's what I've got yeah okay so I was like rather than going around saying I've got degenerative disc disease which people are like what the hell's that I can say <laughs> I've got chronic pain <laughs> yeah it's way easier to understand yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. also it's and probably going to get you the sympathy that you probably should get like, yeah you know, chronic yeah. pain that sounds awful yeah yeah would you like to sit down <laughs> or stand up yeah yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah. Well, thanks so much for talking to me today. Yeah, um, despite my best efforts to shoehorn you into a chair. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was fun. I need to sit every now and then. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, before, and before before we wrap up, um, actually, I think we'll, we'll probably wrap this up. But I, I really want to talk to you more about your shoes. Oh yeah. Um, I wish that I wish that people listening to this mm-hmm. could see your shoes. They're they're silver. <laughs> it's like yes. silver sneakers. Yeah. Yeah. They're yeah so So I my physio told me about them um because she was wearing a different pair and I was like I love your shoes and she's like they're actually made by it's like a husband and wife one's a physio and one's a podiatrist and they're I think they're from Brisbane oh Um, cool yeah go Brisbane yeah we're ruling yeah (laughs) so um and they're they're made for uh podiatrists podiatry requirements yeah so they've um they come with like a few inserts that you can put in them as well and but yeah they are just supposed to be really like good for your feet <laughs> so and the thing yeah. is like i i they look they look uh not not to like say that they're, it's not a normal shoe yeah but they look like a normal shoe yeah yeah like, just like a really fashionable shoe yeah yeah and they do like sandals as well like my sister's a hairdresser so she's got a few pairs of sandals that she wears that just look yeah. like normal summer shoes oh that's great and yeah cool so, check that out uh yeah. maybe maybe you could give me the details and i'll throw yeah. it throw it up on the website for yeah. this podcast because yeah. uh, uh it's hard to find good shoes that look good and are good for your feet yeah it is and they like they do cost a bit because they're Mm. good for you but (laughs) (laughs) cheap ballet flats you know ballet flats that destroy your back they're always cheap aren't they yeah (laughs) yeah that's it like i used to love getting cheap 
shoes at like Target and stuff. And then I was yeah. like, no, I can't do that anymore. Back when Target was cheap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, Target. <laughs> let's go, uh, let's go, let's go talk about Target a bit more. Uh, yeah. but thank you, Amy Dallas. Uh, thank you so much. Oh, uh, thank you for having me. Jagger's Jeggings uh, by a Houston band called Transit Commission and I'm wearing my jeggings right now and I'm standing up and I'm dancing to it so life's pretty good Uh, and I am recording standing up because Amy Dallas has inspired me and this is the way I'm going to do things from now on I can like feel the years of my life being piled on it's awesome thank you Amy Dallas for coming on the show uh, it was great talking to her. I hope you enjoyed it too. And thank you you guys for listening. Thanks for sticking with us, even though we had this uh, crazy hiatus for the last few months. And there's going to be some changes. So thank you for sticking with us. I really appreciate every single one of you, everyone who emails me, tweets me, um, favorite favorites on Tumblr. I think they're called favorites. I'm still really bad at Tumblr. Um, thank you everyone who gets in touch with me or comes up to me at events and mentions that they listen to my podcast. I'm always genuinely shocked uh, and it's weird when I'm recording this. I can't think about the fact that people are listening to this because it freaks me out. Um, but please stay in touch and let me know. Uh, my Twitter is at kplyley, K-P-L-Y-L-E-Y, and we're on Tumblr, just a justaspoonfulpodcast.tumblr.com, and I will be posting information about Amy Dallas's label, Chronic Youth, where you can buy her t-shirts, where you can find out more information. I'll post about all the music you've heard on the podcast today, and uh, I will also put a link in for Tits or GTFO, the show that I am directing, because why not? It's my podcast. I can plug my show. Um, the show that Titsu GT, GTFO is a all about women's stories in nerd culture. So I think a lot of people who listen to this, uh, who if if you like if if you can withstand me rambling about Lord of the Rings, you'll probably like this show because it's way more coherent. 
I am going to be rolling out some changes over the next month to the way this podcast is set up that just purely behind the scenes, technical stuff, no change to the actual production of the show. Um, but it just means that you may possibly, if you subscribe on iTunes, you may get unsubscribed and I'm really sorry about that. Like I have tried to figure out a way around it and I just can't. Um, so if you don't get a new episode, uh, freshly downloaded, uh, on the last day of May, which is when the next episode is coming out, then just please go and resubscribe. And I'm so sorry. Um, but thank you for subscribing. You're all wonderful. And that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening again. And um, my name is Caitlin Pliley and I'm going to go keep dancing uh, because I'm standing up and that's what you do. Okay, bye.